Hey, hey, it's A. I'm B. And I'm C. And you're tuned into The Jizz Podcast. up guys it's b you're listening to the gist podcast i'm here with c and a all right um today's episode is titled my chest (laughs) (laughs) my heart my soul um today we're tackling heartbreak um most people have experienced it it's if you haven't i mean count your blessings man uh it really is as bad as they say i thought they were joking Mm -hmm. we're not but let's start off with a little game actually we're gonna do three breakup heartbreak songs that kind of just explain our personal heartbreak experience um i'll go first so my first one is gonna be side effects of you by fantasia by the way please go listen to that album if you're into like just really good r&b she really did what needed to be done on that album it's a great r&b album but that one basically just kind of talks about how like she thought that the guy was like you know the cure for her happiness and blah 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 like things that she would have liked him to do and he didn't and it just kind of left her feeling devastated um my second song is dumb by jasmine sullivan because when i look back on things i was like are you dumb <laughs> what remy ma say nigga are you dumb, are you dumb? <laughs> like you really you really let me go wow like you're wilding like you must be dumb you must be blind you must be stupid um jasmine was in her bag with that song also listen to reality show that was a good album my last song is crap. I forgot. Um, my last song. Oh, it's it's another Fantasia song. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Please free yourself. Go ahead and free yourself. <laughs> free me, man. Like you know, people will be trying to hold on to you. Mm. Actually, my the one and only heartbreak I had. Guy tried to hold on to me, even though he was really like kind of like emotionally over, it. kind of already you know out the relationship. But I guess it was comfortable. And you keep giving me hope that there's something there. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, we did not work out. So, yeah, those are my three breakup heartbreak songs. See, you want to go? Yeah, I think my three. Well, number one would be um, Emotional Roller Coaster oh, by Vivian Green. Man, when I'm going through it, I will sing that at the top of my lungs. I feel like for like heartbreak. You go through so many different, like, mm-hmm. it's like a roller coaster. Like, some days you're good, some days you're not. And it's just like, I really feel like I'm on this roller coaster. So that would be number um that would be number one, because I always listen to that when I'm sad. That's a really good um, one. Number two would be uh, Just Be a Man About It mm. by Tony Braxton. Mm. Because when I, be when I went through my shit. major breakup two years ago, he was pretty much already out the relationship, but he wouldn't just say, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be with you. And I was just like, hey, just be a man about it. Don't be like, oh, it's not you. It's just say you don't want to be with me no more. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, it's gonna, I'm going to be gonna hurt, hurt regardless. It's so going to hurt well regardless. Just... So just say it. Say it with your chest. He could never do that. To write a song called Say It With Your Chest. And then I think the last one would be, well, it's between two. After the Hurricane by Jasmine Sullivan. That's a really good one. It's off her Fearless album. Yeah, I, I love After the Hurricane. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's pretty much trying to, trying to come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll probably be... That or what? Just had it on top of my head. And I don't know it anymore. Um, well, that's your third one then, After the Hurricane. Yeah, I guess it'll be... Oh, no. Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige. Oh. <laughs> Man... I felt her pain in my soul. Like, I, I know she was like 11 know. years, but I mean, you know, it was only like a three-year relationship for me, but I was just like, <laughs> I put my heart and soul into that relationship, and I was just like, oh, I'm just 
be strong. You're not going to cry, even though I do be crying. But yeah, you got to like, cry and let it You got to just let it out. But those are my top three. And then after Hurricane's honorable mention. Okay. I, 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 I fuck with that. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I think my first one's going to be another Fantasia song, um, Ain't Gonna Beg You. Mm. Um, that song is basically just saying, like, you know, I'm basically with you, but I feel like I have to beg you to, like, do, like, the basic things to meet my needs in relationship. And, um, she's just saying, like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I think that I identify with that because of my last, um, almost relationship. Um, that's what I felt like I was doing very early on, actually. Yeah, with toxic. Um, so I was uh, doing that with him, and it's just so draining. And I know I was telling C, like, after the whole thing was over, I was like, I will never, ever in my life again beg a man to do anything for me, like, stay with me, whatever. Like, that shit is for the absolute birds, and I will never, mark my words, I will never do that again. You'd rather mop the ocean? I would rather fucking eat, eat a, a denim jacket, jacket if I have to. Um, so that's my first one. My second one, I would say, um, I know this might not seem like a break, song but i think it is is kitty cat by beyonce because i feel like you know she's saying like well you know um since you know you're not putting putting in the work that i need i'm just gonna go and i'm and i'm gonna take my most prized possession which is obviously <clears throat> kitty cat you know um so i like that one a lot i think it has a lot of like sass to it so that makes you kind of it's it makes you feel a little better. It's not one of those those like sad cry yeah, songs. It's yeah. more like I'm about to get my shit and you get can together. You sing it and not feel and like not crying. Feel like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But still know what what you mean by it. Um, and then I think my my last uh breakup song or heartbreak song. Uh, this is a pretty new one, but I I have to say triggered by Janae because I feel like when I first heard that song, I was like, damn. Everything, everything she's literally saying, I can identify with. Because, you know, sometimes when you're done with the guy, you might be, like, physically done, but you're so triggered by, like, shit that you mm, see, like, if you follow true. them on social media and they tweet some BS. And you, you be like, I know the like, real you. Yeah, like, yeah, so. Or sometimes it could just, for me, it's a song that my ex really, like, that's his song. And now every time I hear that song, I think... It's gotten better with time, right? But like, but it's I still, still kind of triggers him, like, yeah, like some, when I hear that exactly. Song, so know? just being, you know, kind of that whole space of like still, still having attachments to someone that you were with and being triggered. I think okay, I know you said three, but the last one I want to say is "Nothing to Me" by Snow Allegra because um, that's honestly what always happens is like basically a guy that you're with, something happens, y'all don't end up together, and they always come back around. So now she's like saying like, "Well, you're saying that." you want to do it now and like be with me but that doesn't mean anything to me so i think that's a, a big part of a lot of the men that i deal with is always that pop back up and be like yeah oh, my god one thing about I'm these good men on this one now they always, they always come, come back. back like a bus miss one next 15 one coming same one coming the same one so you really miss it listen to snow allegra oh that album, album is, really is crack it's, it's so good. good so so good so so yeah. good i haven't heard not one bad review and that is true like um, I do find myself in a place where it's like w men's words these days just literally I'm so it means unfazed. nothing to you yeah so, it's really I really yeah, like you very empty I used to be a words cool. of affirmation person but now I'm like action I, I think I'm a words of affirmation person if I'm in, in a serious relationship with you I want to hear it and see it but initially like you just doing a lot of talking I'll believe it when I see it yeah that's kind of where I'm at yep um, so how many times have y'all personally experienced heartbreak? 
Um, yeah, because like getting your feelings hurt and being heartbroken is two different, it's different things. Yeah. Um, actual heartbroken, to be honest, once. Um, it was really bad. Um, I would say twice. For you. Maybe twice. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was twice. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The second one, I kind of try not to count because you know we didn't date for that long. But, but you're still heartbroken. It hurts so yeah. bad. I just could not. So yeah, it's happened to me twice in my 26 years of life. Yeah, mine has been twice too. Mine has been once. Um, catch up. <laughs> Please not. Don't I'm catch good. Up. <laughs> um, yeah, mine was once, but it was really bad. I definitely spiraled into depression. Uh, not not just because of that. It was just other things that were already kind of. Well, basically, one naive mistake I made, which I think a lot of young girls make is, or young people, not just women, I think men do this too. I really looked to him for happiness. Like, I wasn't happy uh, in my life. And there were a lot of things that were not going the way I wanted to go. Um, I said this on a previous episode that after I graduated from undergrad, you know, I, I had a hard time finding my bearing. That really depressed me a lot. So when I met this guy, um, I don't know. I just felt like he understood me in ways that it just he just made me comfortable in ways that I didn't feel with other men. And it was kind of like a high. Like I felt like I was floating on cloud nine whenever we were together or when I was with him. And so once it was done, it was like, okay, so what do I... For my happiness. Then? Yeah, like yeah. where do I get my happiness from? Like... I want to tell him this good news or I'm frustrated. I want to call him. I can't do that. Um, It was just a really, really tough um, adjustment. But it actually was the breaking point for me that forced me to go to therapy, which is something I had been wanting to do before I even met him. But when when I noticed how bad this was hurting, I was like, ugh, I do not want to feel like this. Like, I need help, Uh, which is a hard thing for a lot of people to say. Like, you know, I need help. I took my ass to therapy and... She really helped me a lot with a lot of different coping mechanisms and helping me see my worth. I didn't even realize how low my self-esteem was until she started pointing things out. Like, I would just casually be throwing digs at myself and not realizing. And I think she really helped me to um, start building my confidence back up to where I kind of learned, like, you have to... I think ideally you should be happy on your own before getting into a relationship and your partner should, too. That way y'all just feed off of each other's happiness or add to each other's happiness rather than finding happiness in each other. So, yeah, I definitely can agree with you on that as far as like that being a reason for heartbreak, because my last um, little thing I I had going on, uh, that was really what I was doing, too. I I wasn't holding myself Mm -hmm. before I started. We started to date and I really um like I was pushing him to do things to make me feel whole. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where the demise of the relationship was. And I feel like if I had been whole, it would have went a different way. You yeah. Because you don't because ex- when you're whole already, you don't come into it expecting or like demanding certain things. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hey, if you give me what I need, cool. If not, bye. bye. You know. Yeah. Versus like, if you don't, I'm gonna force you. I'm gonna you know badger you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was really uh the reason for my heartbreak too because when it ended, it was short. It was like four months. But in my mind, I had already sold out on the idea of like this guy being yes. it because he made me feel a certain type of way for for a little bit of time so once it was over I was devastated like I was literally like broken I felt like but like you said like that really pushed me to find out okay you know like why is this happening to Mm -hmm. you like why I didn't go to therapy but me I'm, I'm a very um 
self-aware type person. So I evaluate myself a lot throughout the year. And just after that traumatic experience, I was able to kind of like get myself back together. Mm -hmm. And now I definitely don't make those same mistakes as I'm dating or like I like like I feel like I have caught it and been able to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, na- like now that that I am dating, I see myself like much Making better decisions, much better decisions, mm-hmm. much better. So that was one reason for my heartbreak. And, and the the second heartbreak was earlier on in, um, in my past life um, when I it was with my first my first boyfriend, well my only boyfriend. But and by the way, it, he popped back up. Right. They always because they always do. They always I just wanted do. to, you know, throw um, that out there. Yeah. Yep. So, but um, but what you call it? I mean, granted, he also had his flaws too. Like it wasn't just me that made my heart break. But mm-hmm. um, the first one it was with my it was this it was in high school kind of college high school I would say, and I mean now that I think of it, I wasn't really I don't think I was heartbroken. I was just like really sad that was my that was my first boyfriend and yeah. you know whatever but to compare it to the heartbreak i i felt you from the second one but, then but it was realized. just it was just life yeah. you know um so yeah it wasn't too crazy i think that was a good point too yeah i do want to make it known that the guy definitely had his flaws that led to my heartbreak but you know i try to always hold myself accountable Absolutely. as well i also want to touch on something else you said like oh it was just four months um, I really feel like it's 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 less about the time and more about like the intensity of right. what you felt. Because mm-hmm. like yes, yes four yes, months yes. is not a long time, sure. But when you're in that type of space with someone for four months, it feels long. You it really be feeling like right. oh, this was eight months long or whatever. Um, and it's also how they approach it. Because like I know with the guy that I was uh, dealing with, he approached it as like. I'm like about you. I'm intentional. I want to be that ship like from the jump. So in my mind, being naive, I'm the okay bet. Like he's like he's saying these things, whatever. Let me mm-hmm. go all in, and then you know, for it to not work, it was like, damn, you like, but yeah, you could have left you said, me alone. But, but you, you said, said that. <laughs> like a head ass. Yeah, no. Um, cause my mine was only for eight months, but I knew the guy for um a year before we actually started dating. Um. But it was very casual, like, that year before we uh, made that jump. Uh, yeah, so my relationship was actually uh, eight months. Um, I knew the guy a year, for a year before we started dating. Uh, but it was very casual. Um, but that eight months felt like a long time to me, man. It did, I didn't, it felt like longer than eight months. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like A said, I, I just see myself making a lot better decisions. There's just, my tolerance level is just a m- much lower as it should be. Like there's just cer- certain things where there's not, there's no point in even opening that door if I already can foresee that, if I see the red sign, the, what is it, red flags, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, Go with my gut. I want to emphasize people need to start going with their gut a lot when it comes to dating because actually my gut has been right 100% of the time. Like even when I thought I was wrong or I was probably thinking too hard, my That's gut right. was right. Absolutely. So I agree. start following your gut, child. Um, what about you, C? What What were your breakups like? I mean, your heart. Um. Or what do you feel led to it? The, well, the first <clears throat> one, we were together for three years. Met him in college. Dated the last two years of college and a year out of college. Um, I am holding myself accountable because the red flags were there, but he just wasn't a good person. Like, <laughs> he actually was not a good person. Yeah. He was very mean. 
Um, he was a cheater. Um, yeah, he just wasn't a good person. Like, I don't know. Like, and uh, and the wild thing is, he wasn't a good person, but he still broke up with me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of led to my heartbreak. You know, I was sad because I think I was sad because I was comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. And I had planned out a whole life with him. But then when I really thought about it, I was so angry that all the things he did to me and he broke up with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't have the courage to walk away from him. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of self-esteem issues. I gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Like... Didn't feel pretty. So kind of feel like that was what I deserved at the time. Like, he was all who I could get. So, yeah, not knowing my self-worth is what really led to that. Um, thank God I'm out of that. Um, the second heartbreak just happened last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a difference a year makes. Yeah, I know, for sure. <laughs> you hear these yeah, ladies. My heartbreak happened last year, too. You hear these ladies saying, you know, they talked for eight months, four months. Oh, y'all are going to freaking laugh. We only talked for two and I just, I it, I couldn't bounce back, man. It took a while for me to bounce back. Because yeah. he was putting a lot of, like... No, the guy was putting a lot of energy months. into me. And, like, A said, he came in, like, and I like you. Like, I want to see where this goes. This, you're who I want to do. Yeah. He jam-packed six months' worth of Of, 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 of activity. That's literally what these men do. It like, was, like, it a was lot. A six months of activity months. into two months. And exactly. When I say... Talking every day, every um, day, coming to see me. Coming to see he me. came. He drove to see me. Girl, I'm flying to see him. Okay, yeah, catching flights. Like you're lucky I didn't go on no vacation. Child would have been around. In a matter of yeah. four months. I was like, what the? F- Why yeah, am I on this vacation with this nigga? It bro? was like so many things. It's a lot of other things that played into it. And um, so when he ended it with me, it did come out of nowhere because I had, was just with him the weekend before. I had went to, I flew out to see him. Again, I want to also throw out there, her gut had told her something was going to happen. Her gut's name is A. A. Uh, <laughs> her gut's name is A, but also it could have lasted long, oh, like way longer. But I had told, I called B and I was like, hey, I know I just seen this guy, but like something is really off. And she was just like, was it good when you were seeing? Always trying to, trying to, uh, what'd you call it? It was B. She was like, yeah, I like to talk about everything. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, something's off. And B was like, well, did you have a good time there? I'm like, no, we had a really good time. But it was once I left, it was like something was off. And she was like, well, girl, maybe you just tripping because you know how you don't like men and stuff like that. And I was, that's not how she really sounds. But (laughs) I was like, no, I was like, no, B. It's off. Something's off. I'm going to ask. I know you said give it some time. I said, no, I have to ask right now. So um, I had called him and he gave me some BS excuse while he couldn't talk. So I definitely knew something was off. Yeah. Once she told me that, I was like. So then I texted him like, you know, hey, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? He waited. He knows I got to sleep early. He waited till I'm asleep at 1 a.m. to text me. You know, some long texts about how he just could, you know, t- something's just been falling off now and he just wasn't into it no more. It's moving to shit. I had to go to work the next morning at 6 a.m. I did not sleep at all. I just, uh, I feel like my stomach was in my ass. Like, and you actually happened to be awake that night. So you actually saw the text when it came in. Yeah, I just, uh-huh. I was heartbroken. I just couldn't believe that he was the first person I took seriously after my breakup and like, we had talked about a lot of stuff, and I thought it was really going to work out. And just for it to not work out, it really was kind of shattering. But, I mean, I, I did start therapy after that. I mean, I realized I had other issues when I was in therapy, but he is what prompted me to go to therapy. Well, no, I was going to therapy before him, but after the, after him, I went into overdrive into therapy. Mm-hmm. I had a few sessions before him, but after him, I was like, nah, I'm going for real. Like, yeah. Um, 
But I mean, I, I I thank him for the experience because it did teach me like he he showed me some good things about like how I should be treated. Um, so like I know what I will allow, won't allow, and I kind of I know what it feels like when somebody actually wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. So you know, I do thank him for that. Um, and you know that's it but it was it was it was really hard to get it took me a couple some months to get past it but now that i'm past it you know i'm good man we out here so um my next question y'all kind of already touched on it because i was going to ask how did you cope with heartbreak i know i mentioned i did end up going to therapy and also um I, I really vented to see a lot like i think i probably had to like vent to her every day for a minute um and definitely cried over the phone a couple times. And I used to be so mad that I was crying. Like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> over a neck. Mm. Um, see, you mentioned you went to therapy. And A, you said you, you felt like you were pretty self-aware and were able to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about all the positives we did. I coped very negatively as well. It's, it's, it's a process. Um, Let us know. I slept a lot, which I sleep a lot on a regular basis, everybody knows, but I was sleeping, like, abnormally, like, because, you know, if you're asleep, you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. So I was sleeping a lot. I also started to drink a lot. Mm -hmm. I am somebody who actually didn't drink for, like, a year or two, and that kind of just pushed me into, like, the bottle. Like, I was just drinking because I was like, when I'm drunk, I feel good. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So I just never—I didn't want to be sober. Mm -hmm. So I drank a lot. I slept a lot. Um, I did not eat. Um, I actually lost a good amount of weight because I just wasn't eating. I didn't have an appetite. I was just drinking. Mm-hmm. So finally, after I got through the negatives, and honestly, the negative, you know, coping only lasted like a month or so. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a long time, but still. And then I was like, okay, no, you need to get yourself on track. So when I did start like praying more, um, A bought me a little journal, mm-hmm. started to write in it, get my feelings out. Um I still had a lot of bad days, but the good days did start to come. So, I mean, I I went through like a negative time and then it kind of started to go up. But I mean, it, it's it's definitely really, really hard. You just have to find what works for you. Like some people like working out helps them. Like I didn't even have motivation to do any of that kind of stuff. So it's just about like what works for you for sure. And like, just don't be hard on yourself. That's the key. Because I really was trying not to be hard on yourself. I was really trying to rush myself. Like, hurry up. Like, you only talked to this guy for two months. Why you ain't getting over this? But A and B had to keep reminding me, like, it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Mm-hmm. So. I think we share some of the same negative coping mechanisms. I actually um, never really drank like that. Um, I at most been tipsy, but I am one of those people that... Um, I don't know. There's certain things I get super paranoid about. Like, I just always had a fear of being drunk because I like to be in control of everything I'm doing and know what's going on. And I just, I don't know why I always had this, like, paranoia about if I'm drunk, I'll lose control. So, actually, my first time getting drunk was last year. And it was um, probably, like, two weeks after I found out what I needed to find out that caused me to be heartbroken. Um, I don't even think I planned to get drunk that night it just happened and I remember like it was the first time in that two weeks that I like didn't think about the situation like I actually was like in a good mood I was laughing like I just felt really really good so after that I intentionally started to get drunk 
one night I had drank a whole bottle of wine and <laughs> um, I called C the next morning. I was like, hey, I feel like crap. My head is spinning. Like I couldn't even go downstairs because I was like, I don't think I can act normal enough to like blend in with the family. Like I really started drinking. It probably lasted about two months. Um, I also started going to the gym a lot more because when I was at the gym, um, I would just like keep running and running and running on the treadmill and it just felt kind of like runner's high, I guess. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't really think about the situation, but the downside is I also didn't have any appetite. So I was working out and not really eating. Um, and C had actually sent me a picture of myself from last year. Um, she sent me that picture a couple of weeks ago and I was so small. Um, and I was wondering for the longest, I was like, how did I lose all that weight? I forgot it was heartbreak. Um, so yeah, those were some of my negative coping mechanisms. Um, I didn't really sleep a lot just because I didn't have that much time to, but I probably would have because when I had experienced depression earlier, I did sleep a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, but my positives were, like I said, therapy. Um, I definitely started getting closer to God again. I think my relationship with God had really um, become distant throughout the last couple of years, but um, I downloaded the Bible app. Um, I think it might've been C who told me about that. And I started doing Bible plans every day. Um, and it started to kind of give me hope, which is something I hadn't had for such a long time. I just didn't have hope. And well, I had hope from the relationship, but I didn't have hope for like my life in general. So I got closer to God. I think that was a really good um, thing that came out of it. Hey, you have any other coping mechanisms? Um, anything different than y'all said? No, um, I definitely... Uh, I guess the way I cope with my heartbreak was initially I shut down. Um, so I'm very like in my own head. So I write a lot. Um, so I definitely journaled a lot. Um, and like you said, I kind of just kind of took a deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Ooh, <laughs> took a deep dive into my relationship with God, which is one thing that definitely helps me um, when I'm in that kind of mind, like mind space. Um, what else did I do? I definitely went to the gym a lot. I was in the gym probably twice a day, most days during that time. And the girl will work out for like two, for two hours, hours each time. Session, you know? <laughs> I was, I was really in that thing, which I need to probably just get heartbroken again. Cause I, I was out there looking kind of snatched. Um, so, um, writing, journaling. Oh, I definitely started to meditate. Um, a lot more, which is something that really helped me out because it took me outside of my current situation. I would like sit in like in the morning or nighttime, just kind of like envision where I want to be and like how I want things to look. And I, you know, and since I was coming out of something that dealt with love, I would do that for my love life. Um, so it would, you know, give me hope as well as, you know, reading my bible and things like that so really that's what i did um i'm surprised i didn't smoke a lot because normally that's what i would do to cope with like just like you know sadness or regular yeah just regular stuff but i realized that when i do smoke i like i am already in what is it called an empath mm -hmm. yeah so I feel a lot. Um, so whenever so I Walker say you feel people's um, emotions, <laughs> yeah, like very heavy. I mean, but other than I'm, I'm, but you're, I'm not. What, what no, like, thank you, London, on the train. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so when I do smoke, I feel emotions a lot deeper. So I definitely avoided that because I didn't because I was already sad as hell. So I didn't want to feel even more sad and all that and be so consumed with that emotion. Um, so yeah, I um I definitely started to go out more. I will say like once I got over that initial hump of like wanting to be in and be sad with myself, I started to like date more. And go out with my friends a lot more. Um, I definitely did see myself detaching from certain people as well because I felt like um, they reminded me of that season. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of connect with new people. So I definitely like mingled more and did all that. So I think that 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 really, really helped me transition into my space now and like where I am now because I was able to go through that hump and you know by the grace of God got over but honestly when when your heart breaks it feels like the road is going to end it does like your it literally feels literally. like your, your heart is breaking into two like your chest yeah. is like when B yeah. said hope you literally do feel, well, for me I definitely you feel hopeless you yeah. feel like you're never not you don't even remember how it feels not to be heartbroken like, yeah you, you just, just like this you is know. never going to end but you really have to remember just like before you met that person you're okay you're, you're, you're eventually going okay. to be okay right. you i even now when like my friends are we get our like our feelings hurt by something i just we always remind each other all right like we've been through this before right. we do it's know hard. you're gonna be okay again right. so you just have to just you just have to feel it you really have you to have sit to, you in have it to allow yourself to feel those feelings yeah. don't try to like um avoid them yeah no it, it's gonna hurt but you have to sit in the feelings just let it happen let it pass do not rush it if you want to cry you cry if you want to be mad one day be mad yeah but it, it'll pass this too shall pass like yeah. you I will be I was okay. after it happened I was I was about to say and I was driving home I just burst out crying because it's just like it's random you, you yeah. literally have to feel it like you have to feel you stuff be okay, and man. I actually want to touch on one one um uh, emotion that my therapist and I we talked about because so at first I was really sad and I just felt myself suddenly like getting bitter especially because the guy was already in a new relationship I was just like the nerve of this guy like what like did I ever even mean anything to you and mm -hmm. I started to like really feel just bitter toward him um, and I told her I was kind of scared because I never felt like I never just was so mad to where I couldn't confidently be like, oh, I, I wish him well. Like I told her I didn't wish him bad, mm -hmm. but I can't say like, oh, I wish him the best or mm -hmm. I wish him well because I don't like if he started to struggle, I wouldn't really be like, oh, I feel bad. Like, mm -hmm. I'd kind of felt like, well, that's what you get. Resentment type of thing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like feeling that way. Like, I never really, I'm usually the type of person that's like, you know, we don't see eye to eye or whatever, but I genuinely can wish you the best and right. move on. And she was like, um, she was like, you don't need to beat yourself up about feeling that way. Bitterness is a very normal um, emotion and like, you know, like you see on Twitter sometimes like, oh, you bitches is bitter or people are bitter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you are bitter. Like right. it's it's a valid emotion. You can't stay bitter. You know what I'm saying? You have to do you take necessary steps to overcome the bitterness. But it's a roller coaster if that's what you feeling. feel that yeah. day, you know, you really just have to allow yourself to kind of feel it. Um, and heartbreak is not a linear journey like you'll. You'll have like maybe a good week, two weeks even, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I must be over it. I'm good. And then you'll you'll find out you have a new trigger. You didn't even realize this thing was going to be a trigger. Yeah. It pops up. And you're like, damn. And it puts you right back in that spot. And you feel like 
oh, I didn't, I haven't progressed like I thought I did. No, you have progressed, but it's like an up and down type of thing. Um, but anyone who's listening who might be currently going through that or whatever, like, here are three people, like, we literally are so good right now. Like, we're okay. We don't even think about the people that... Oh, oh yeah, when you're over it, though, you're, you're going to be over it. it. Over like, it. Like, yeah, and even if you think about the person, it'll be, like, in passing. Like, maybe a tweet reminds you of them. And, and it's not, like, it's a, a negative brief. type it's of, not like, negative. Oh, I, like I, I want them to fall over a cliff from a day. You just... Yeah, yeah okay. when I think about those two people, well, yeah. one is just, I feel indifferent, like, okay. Yeah. But I don't, I don't get mad. I just be like, oh, it, it pops it in is. your head and it pops, yeah, it pops out. right back yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that. So, um, do you guys feel like the heartbreak um, or the relationship still affects you to this day in any way, positive or negative? I definitely know that mine does. Um... And I would say in a more positive way, because like I said earlier, I took the things like I was able to evaluate where I lacked in my mm-hmm. last last situationship, whatever we call it. Um, it's and, a relationship. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like some people like they try not to put titles, but I mean, if you're ex- you're seeing someone every day, like that's a relationship. And they're saying that they would be intentional. Yeah, I, okay, well, then we can call it's it a, that. It's a form of, it's some kind of relationship. <laughs> For some form of relationship, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I definitely did, I feel like it's still, if it has an effect on me today in a positive way because I was able to see my flaws because I think being with um, that person really exposed, like, a lot of flaws that I had not dealt with before because I feel like the thing about being single is you're you're by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one to combat you on something so you mm-hmm. don't see if you're, if you actually have a flaw in this space. But when you're with someone for, a, for you know, extended, an extended amount of time and they can combat you and, you know, you how know. you react, yeah, you get to see who, like, who you really are in certain, uh, certain, situations so being able to have my flaws exposed and thrown back in my face um I was able to take that time out after the relationship to really you know um work on myself and I feel like that definitely has had a positive impact for me now as I'm back in the dating life or whatever I definitely don't approach things the way I used to I don't speak the way I used to I'm not I don't look for like it's just yeah I think it was definitely positive I I don't see a negative now mm-hmm. now if you asked me this probably six months ago i would probably still be saying you know i'm still hurt or i'm still yeah. blah, blah, blah. but now i don't see any negatives on the um on the on the effects of the relationship i mean i pretty much agree with pretty much everything you said i think the same is for me it's been a more of a positive effect on my life um like i said it was the breaking point that led me to go to therapy um, and in therapy, I mean, obviously we didn't spend the whole time talking about the heartbreak. We dived into a lot of things in my childhood, a lot of things um, that um, just were, you know, that I needed to pay attention to. I think I think the relationship helped me to grow tremendously as a person. Um, and I'm really proud of the person I'm becoming. I'm more confident. I'm more comfortable in my skin, all that, et cetera, et cetera. How about you, C? Um, negatively, I mean, there's, I don't know if you even look at it as a negative, but, um, I do take things at face value now. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, my older man sh- says something. That's what he says. That's what he says. That's my older ship, you know, I would try to be like, oh, he said this, but he acts like this. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's this, like, or maybe I can change somebody's mind or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he just doesn't know he wants. Yeah. Like, let me just stick around now. No. If he says something, that's what I'm going to take that's it as. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't give the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah. Um, it just is what it is. Um, and, um, I don't really think I have trust in, okay. Mm. I, I might have a, a teeny weaning drop of trust issue. Which is safe Which to is have. normal. Okay. Like, I feel like it's a little bit normal. Um, so it does take somebody really showing me action behind their words. Right. For me to really, you know, believe what they're saying. But other than that, I think it's positive. Like, the two relationships definitely show me how I want to be treated, um, how it looks and feels to be treated well, Mm -hmm. what I will not deal with anymore, um, what are deal breakers for sure. And it Mm -hmm. really, really did teach me to follow my gut. Now, every time like my gut tells me something, I'll be like, it's it's always right. Like, yeah. and you followed your gut with Mr. Bald. Yeah, I did. I followed my gut. Um, oh, I went I went against A's word, and I talked to him about it. But it was what my gut was telling me, mm-hmm. and I was really happy. You know, it was not what I wanted to hear, but I was happy that I caught it early on, so yeah. I could yeah. just move on. Yeah. yeah. So, I definitely feel like I, I've learned a lot, and I'm actually really proud of myself. So. You're proud of you, you know. too. I'm proud of you too. Proud of y'all bitches too, man. We um, I will say that I'm I'm never gonna date a a Gemini again. I will tell you that much. Oh, you one of them? Oh, I I don't I'm not really into horoscopes. So I'm I not into say. horoscopes <laughs> like that, but n- niggas guard me, so I'm so yeah. <laughs> he scarred you for life. <laughs> I'm gonna say them. that actually, I think I'll never date a Capricorn again either, because both the the people I dated exactly. Capricorn, See, so, you don't need to be dating a Capricorn to that. Um, well, mine's were Sagittarius, so... Sagittarius, so Sagittarius. Don't, don't date none of them no more. <laughs> so if you had to give advice to... Um, we're going to wrap up with this. If you had to give advice to someone um, who's in a relationship, you want them to avoid being heartbroken. They've never been heartbroken. Like, what is something you... Looking back, you're like, if I would have avoided this or done this, I probably could have avoided getting heartbroken. Um, or do you feel that heartbreak is necessary for growth? I was going to say, I don't think you can really avoid it because heartbreak can happen like if somebody dies, you can get your heart broken. That's um, true. I meant romantically. Though. Romantically, though, I don't think it's... I mean, unless the first relationship you ever get and you end up being there for the rest of your life. But Because um, some people say like they thought they were heartbroken when their first relationship ended, but sometimes like it ended on like an am- amicable type of thing and they mm-hmm. were sad, but then they experienced heartbroken. Heartbreak later in line. They're like, yeah, well, this is heartbreak. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, like my first one, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just sad, but now I'm actually heartbroken. I think there's a difference between, I feel like heartbreak deals with like it it being like unexpected. Because when you don't expect it, it's like, damn, okay, like my heart was in it. Now I just don't have it no more. So now, you you know, invested so much. Right. Versus you, like, you all seeing the demise and you all both kind of say, like, okay, like, we're probably not going to be together. Like, let's, you know, whatever. But I feel like heartbreak is, it's it's still hard, but it's not hard. I think it's, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but. You can see the demise of a relationship and still be heartbroken. I'm telling you, I did see the demise of my mm-hmm. first relationship, and it still was Well, just that's like, because you were still, like, 
you saw the demise, but like you said, like he had he to leave you. He didn't like you weren't gonna leave him. Yeah. So it was were, gonna be him having to leave. Right. Me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. Then you definitely have a point, but I still feel like most people. I feel like most people are going to experience heartbreak. Yeah. I'm I, heartbreak. And um you definitely can't avoid it, you, but I think there's stuff, there's steps that you can take to So it won't happen to, over and over right. and over again. Um, I think definitely um just, being more um guarded and I know that sounds like a bad term, but in 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 this sense like being more ha- like having boundaries for yourself. I think that will help you avoid getting into a space with with someone who doesn't value your heart you know i feel like um what i say boundaries and also just kind of like putting yourself first because one thing a man Mm -hmm. will do is always put himself first so as women we need to do the exact same thing like don't make decisions based off of i mean yes consider your significant other's feelings but if it's something that 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 you want to do, do what you want to do. Because at the, at the end of the day... They're always going to do what they want to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah, do so, not sacrifice, sacrifice something some, that you've like exactly. worked years toward or something that's your mm-hmm. dream for a man. Like, exactly. Oh, my gosh, please don't do it. Don't do it. And also just, um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is just being able to to present yourself to to someone as as like a whole being like not having to need that yeah. other person i think that will help you avoid or get in spaces that heartbreak is gonna be you know definite i think you need to to definitely come into the relationship being whole and then just like seeing what they have to offer and you know always keep your options open like don't be so all in all at once you know mm-hmm. play the field you know play have options and then narrow it down from there to get what you really want but yeah it's very it's it's unavoidable but it's unavoidable it's, it's gonna hurt i'm not gonna yourself. lie to you it's gonna hurt for sure but just know that you're always gonna make it to the other side you just have to hold on to some kind of hope that you will make it to the other side and what's that saying uh it's better to have loved and lost and not loved at all yeah i, 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 agree I do agree that. yeah love is actually really it's a very beautiful, beautiful thing. like yeah yeah and i would experience. like everybody experience it right yeah, um, my my advice is kind of the same as uh, A and C. Um, I really just have to reiterate what A said. Um, you kind of do have to put yourself first. Now, when you're married, I do think the dynamics change. But right. I feel like before you're married, you 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 have to protect yourself, man. You really do. Like I have seen men, married men switch out of nowhere. Like men do tend to put themselves first because that's how they were raised and women are raised to like nurture nurture and you know sacrifice your dreams for a man i mean you could look at tiny and ti like tiny was the singer tiny was the star Mm -hmm. she married ti we didn't even know who the hell he was she put her dreams on the back burner to support him and what did he do treat her like a dog treats her like trash and i actually don't doubt that he loves her i do think he loves her but i don't think He's capable of, I don't think she set boundaries for herself. Right. I think, um, and so when she tried to do that later on in life, it became harder. You know, you have to go into it knowing what your boundaries mm-hmm. are and standing firm by it. If that man really wants you, he'll respect it. So, yeah, with that being said, um, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the GIST podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>